0: Hello, and welcome. This is your time to shine. I am Dr. Shri Melet, a public health researcher and a transformational life coach. I am so thrilled that you're here because I know that that means that there is a little voice inside you saying that this is your time to shine. We will hear from women from all walks of life who listen to that persistent little voice inside them that told them that they were not quite living their purpose and they had bigger things to do in the world. They will share tools and tricks that they use to respond to that voice and how it changed their lives. My prayer and intention for you is that we encourage you to step up and discover the joy of living your purpose. So welcome again, I am really, really happy that you chose to come and listen to this today hello everyone welcome to another episode of this is your time to shine really thrilled today to bring to you an amazing friend and coach Um, her name is sandy evanson and she like all my guests is going to tell you who she is where she is and what she does. Sandy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I really, really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. So thank you for taking the time.
1: It is my pleasure, Sri, to be here. I'm honored, actually. As she said, I'm Sandy Evenson, and I am currently in the upper western part of New York State in the U.S. It's Rochester, New York, which just happens to be an hour and a half from where I grew up in Niagara Falls, New York, which I had no idea I would ever come back here. I lived in the South for many years. (laughs) had no idea that would happen. So the universe sent me a beautiful new relationship and that's why I'm here. I am, yes, a coach all around personal empowerment, helping particularly women step up and be seen, speak up, stand up for themselves and do the things they want to do. This came to me because I had to to learn to do that myself throughout the many things I've done in my life. And I can tell you, I've worn many hats. I was raised Catholic, all girls Catholic high school, went immediately into the army and was med tech in the hospital lab and then worked for the Red Cross in their blood bank, in their platelet lab. And uh, moved to Wisconsin with a man who would become my husband. He's currently my late husband now. And I thought he'd taken me to Siberia. I could not get a job because I didn't have my degree yet. And he was going for his degree, he was in school, and we couldn't really both of us be doing that. And the only thing I could qualify for or had any talent for because I never took business courses. I was straight tech, straight into college courses all the time. So I was uh, serving tables, waiting tables. And I ended up going to beauty school because a young neighbor was checking it out. And I said, you know, that's always been sort of a hobby. And at the time, I thought, maybe I can work for a company like Clairol in their lab because I was a lab tech. And anyway, I fell in love with it. I found how I could combine my love of art and science and dove right into it and had a beautiful, long career, which I could still be doing because I loved it so much and I'm in great shape, could do it forever. Had a six-figure income and a a great life. But lots of other things were happening, you know, uh, as you know, Uh happens to all of us in our life. And I found that i was really doing a lot of searching from about the age of i'd say 29 30 which i think is a pretty average age for a lot of us to start personal development work and at first it was more about my career and building that and having the confidence that industry the beauty industry is so powerful and you can do so much in it the sky's the limit on how far you can go but there were a lot of us who felt, I'm just a hairdresser, and there wasn't respect for that. Yeah. Uh, most parents would not want their kids to be going to be school, wasn't the thing. So at first, I was learning that, like, how do I speak to the person under the head of hair? I was so shy and scientific <laughs> that I could dive in, but not communicate. So it was a lot of that. Fortunately, that industry is incredible around giving us beautiful workshops and classes around that side, not just the, the techniques and the chemistry and the good Lord, it's math and physics and everything else, but the, that internal battle that we all have with ourselves and how do we come up to that? And then how do we deal with people every day? and do that so I learned a lot there and I found really that I wanted more Mm -hmm. I wanted to do more I wanted more freedom because I needed to stand behind the chair all the time and discovering some different things I was writing doing some other stuff but there was a search going on a lot
0: yeah okay so so the, the the podcast is called this is your time to shine Right. Mm -hmm. And the the premise of the podcast is that many of us, I I would venture to say all of us have that little voice inside us, which is what you're kind of describing, that that is constantly saying this is not it. Mm -hmm. This is not enough. I'm meant to do more. Why are you stuck here? You know, and it can be both. It can be both encouraging as well as demeaning Uh, and a lot of us learn and are taught really to say to it shut up you know what you're suggesting is not practical Mm -hmm. i am where i'm meant to be i am just i'm meant to be in quotes just a hairdresser and it takes a lot of work especially for people for women who are also battling the societal expectations right so it's Mm -hmm. one of the things that happens is that not only do we inculcate and imbibe all of these shoulds this is what women are supposed to do this is how they're supposed to sound this is how they're supposed to behave this is what they're supposed to be in terms of how visible they are but we are also constantly aware of how society is looking at us, how society is judging us, mm-hmm. and so just if you can, um, if you can kind of go into. You, you talked about how, uh, I didn't know this actually. The the beauty industry is so good about teaching women about mm-hmm. their, you know, uh, um, I must, not just women. I think there are men and women, and there yes, the value that they have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sort of maybe how that helped you redefine yourself and where the search went and how that
1: right. Well happened. exactly. I I've learned so much in in these past few years, but during all of that time and I, I was in in an incredible spot of building a beautiful career. I lived just outside DC in Virginia. And but I was like many women we know our listeners today was living more of a double life, you know, the externally looking great, having everything, doing beautiful work, very busy friends and all of that. But when I would be at home, there was nothing but trepidation and fear and walking on eggshells. And I was holding on to what I'd grown up with of being told that I was too small, too little, too weak to do anything. And I I was extremely fearful of confrontation. So the long story short of what was going on for me as I was watching my husband go down the rabbit hole of the effects of undiagnosed, untreated PTSD, alcoholism and drug addiction, anger, (laughs) all kinds of stuff. And the beauty industry saved my sanity during those years because I could most often leave that at the door and give myself and give the space to people in my chair. And of course, you know, I realized when I started doing the coaching training, I thought, oh my gosh, I've been coaching my whole life um, as much as I ethically could from behind the chair. Because... Women need more than just what's going on with their hair. They expect a lot out of it as well. And I I learned that really quickly. And that was their time, you know, to be able to speak. So that was really cool for me to to transition the way I did. So in that trajectory of my husband, he he definitely entered that dark night of the soul that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And I was being pulled down too. And I was desperate. And I, I remember so distinctly walking my dog at 5, 5.30 in the morning and just looking up at the stars. It's like, help me God and holy universe. I don't know what to do. Something's got to give. And this is where the be careful what you ask for part comes. And my husband collapsed. He ended up in uh, ICU for a couple of weeks and then into another step down unit and then into some other rehab and then into a home. It was just this progression, right? He nearly died four times. And at that moment when I was just so helpless and hopeless. And now what am I going to do? My head was like spinning, spinning, spinning of oh my God, I, I have to work and I have a mortgage and oh good lord there's two cars and you know there were just all sorts of things practical things, and this heartache that was happening, that was when I was introduced to my first experience of EFT tapping, which was from Nick Gortner, who then introduced me to my other mentor. And I began, while I was driving back and forth in my commute to the hospital and to work or to the home, I was playing the program that I had bought in the car, and using that tapping method. I would use that in the doctor's offices or the home or whatever, but it was in those first processes, I learned about my part of me that I'd left behind, you know, the pieces of us that we push down and leave behind because nope, can't do that, can't be that, or whatever. And I that vision came so clearly when I was urged to pick picture myself as a child and really doing what I wanted to do and dancing on the coffee table or something. And I still get that vision of, yeah, that was me. And as I went further, my husband actually came out of hospice, came home, had this big turnaround. Everyone's like, yay, nobody ever does that. Nobody walks out of here. And I'm like, no, no. (laughs) I was already, I'd already, I've been doing what I called pre-grieving. Yeah. And for those of you women who are in situations like that, where you desperately, wish you wish you could love someone just enough to get them better, to help them. And you just, it's not working and you're going down too. And there's so much of any situation. And so there I was, like I'd already been through all of the stages of the grieving and was into that acceptance mode, preparing to be a widow. And I was in a 400 square foot apartment, just to be closer to work and to him and his home, preparing for that whole situation. And he came home into that. So it was during that though, that I began training to be a coach. I was able to work and by working, I could afford to have caregivers come in during the day. At night, I'd be on my computer listening to the audios as I couldn't be on the live things, but I just listened to everything I needed to and worked on stuff everything was 90 minutes long. It would take me three hours because of being a caregiver. Now, yeah. you know, I had moved from being a people pleaser into a codependent now into being a caregiver yeah. with a man who was diagnosed with um, alcoholic dementia and he had two different heart diseases going on. So, you know, that was, <laughs> but I, I realized that I still had this ability to keep going. And I literally had a very good friend of mine who said, well, Sandy, you're, you're going up and he's going down. And there's this transition that's happening. And you just, I had to learn so much about not reacting and being in that moment um, for him. So it, I, I just gotta say the idea of shining at such a specific time when you think you're gonna go down the drain <laughs> is crazy. But I would walk into work and people saw it. They could see that I was different because no matter how much I thought I left my private life behind, it showed in my my whole stature and, and demeanor. So life was absolutely amazing, ups and downs and everything in between of that. And I just can't say enough about how that transition of discovering a mentor, a coach, and you and I know we both do this that everybody needs a coach, we still have to have our own and we still need to have a camaraderie of people that we can talk to and trust, and be able to speak our mind and not be worried about it, not be guilty of standing up in your, in your own power.
0: Let me just, uh, first of all, thank you, because you being absolutely vulnerable here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And because I have experienced family members who have who were alcoholics and mm-hmm. uh, who have had mental issues, committed suicide and and all of that. Mm-hmm. My heart is breaking as i as I live through what you went through mm-hmm. and what I hope the the women who are listening to this get is that there is no circumstance that you cannot overcome, yeah. You know, you were going through all that, and and also that when you do that, when you go out, as you said, when you, you you're out walking the dogs at five thirty in the morning, and you say, "God, universe, help me." There is a way in which the universe comes and helps you, and Absolutely. how you you came <laughs> to listen to Nick Ortner or, uh, you know, let's just name her Margaret Lynch or yes. whoever, you know, yes. it, it is, it's not an accident right. that when you were ready and when you called out, the help came. I'm just going to digress a little bit. We have a story in, in Hindu mythology of, it's in one of our biggest epics, the, the Mahabharata. And there is this instance of this, the queen, she's actually supposed to be the queen but the, you know there's a battle between two two parts of the family and this and she is being there's a dice game and the the righteous side has lost it and she's part of the righteous side and one of the bets they make is her you know so she is kind of given to the other side and they begin to disrobe her in public And what strikes me is that for the longest time, you know, she is holding, she's sort of trying to cover herself, prevent being humiliated. And at one point, she gets to a place where she lifts her hands up and says, Krishna, please come and help me, you know. Mm -hmm. And it is that kind of surrender, Mm -hmm. which all of us get to at some point. And what happens is that they're not ever able to disrobe her because as they as they undo her, you know, her saris, more and more saris keep covering her up. And um, it's, there, there is, a, you know, some of us who talk about, it is when you actually trust and call out with that level of surrender that that help comes. And how does this relate to what we are talking about? Partly it is, I think, when you asked and said, please don't let me go into this dark hole. God, universe, help me. And when, for women who are struggling with this, right, who are are saying, I have the two cars in the garage. I have a mortgage. I have kids, maybe. I have, you know, it's fine for all of you to talk about Uh, this is your time to shine and step up and do what you're meant to do how the hell do you think I'm going to do it and I think what your story illustrates is that there is a way to transition Mm -hmm. there is always when you whatever your belief system
1: absolutely I and I had spent you know as I said right right just before 30 started with the personal development work and Studied so many people, went to so many workshops, went to a lot of different seminars, got the audios, gazillion books, learning, 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 right? Yeah. And it wasn't until, as you said, Margaret Lynch, Ranieri, the processes that I learned there that absolutely had a technique, a reasonable and easy Easy and how, not easy in experiences sometimes to get yourself into remembering things or looking at at things in a different way. But it wasn't until then that I thought, oh, holy crap, this is not only an amazing technique for me, which I had said when I invested in the time and the money to do that training, there was all that, um, you know, inner critic negative stuff going on with, you know, who do you think you are? Oh my gosh. But the idea of telling myself, if this can work for me, it'll be worth it. And very, very quickly, I went, oh, okay, this is really worth it. And, you know, since then, I've done a lot more work with Margaret, a lot of her intense studies and working as a faculty coach with her. But I've moved on to some other training as well. At the moment, I am immersed in this new training finding some new processes to do even more of what I've been doing and helping people be able to become the observer for themselves, to step up and away from it enough to have a different perspective and have some fun ways of, of doing that. And I do a lot of what you and I call shadow work yeah, or, or parts work. And and uh, recently we've been calling them the challenger or the goblin. and. It's really cool to be able to allow somebody the the space to just see that the voice you're hearing, you know, that inner goblin, so to speak, knows how to imitate your voice perfectly, but it doesn't mean it's you and it doesn't mean it's truth. And if you can stop and take a breath and go, whoa, what is that? <laughs> or where is that? That is just really powerful. So all of these processes that we've learned and that we keep teaching and working with people on only help us as well.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go back a little bit and then I want to go forward to, to what you're about to do. You talked about deciding to invest, right? hmm deciding uh, finding out that there is this kind of training that you can do which which is really is an investment in yourself and for those who are listening and who who have this angst inside who who are constantly struggling with how do i respond to this dissatisfaction how do i respond to this and they've kind of, you know, I, I describe in my in when I describe my podcast audience, like they, you know, they've they've read the big magic, or they've read, you know, they've kind of listened to Hay House and they've read Wayne Dyer and they've, mm-hmm. you know, they've done all of these. They've kind yes. of tipped their put their toes in the water, yes. but are afraid to kind of fully plunge into it yes. um, because it has implications. It has financial implications. It has a lot of them may be worried about what implications it might have yeah in the family and and what it might do and so talk a little bit about how you made that decision to to really right. invest in yourself
1: yeah i am such an education junkie <laughs> yeah. and you know i really i have to step back sometimes and go well well wait you know look at what you're doing but it was getting a bit i guess the taste of it at first and then investing in a, in a smaller package, which, you know, was yes. still had a price tag and getting some results there. And then the opportunity, when it came up, I thought, well, and as with everything now, and I know I have it, you have it. If I'm doing my course right now, or, or a group course or any kind of coaching, there's a guarantee of some sort right and so there was a really big promise within the um the coach training and i didn't know if i was going to use it in that way if i was going to actually be a coach i could see myself doing it and so i think that takes a lot of the weight off to know like if if you can invest your time and do these things and there's so many different avenues to take and um, a lot of free stuff, a lot of things on YouTube or whatever mm-hmm. to just take, take a taste. I thought that I was going to wean myself away from doing hair slowly and, you know, go to three days a week and then two and then eventually at like age 70, stop mm-hmm. and be free to do some things like i really like to write and I wanted to maybe make something out of that blogging or something yeah. and then do some travel and volunteer because I didn't have time for any of that. So the investment in that for me to take the gulp and go, okay, I'm in a less expensive place at the moment. You know? <laughs> yes, I have this caregiving going on, but it's, I'm working enough to cover that and I can do it, you know, and you do have to step back and say, is this feasible? Can I do this? Can I invest and make this work? and i've I've never looked back. I gotta say, it's been profound. And for anybody out there, money always comes down to money a lot, right? You know yeah. And that was the first thing I got, the very first thing I listened to when the world was crashing down around me, my husband was in intensive care with tubes coming in and out of them and all kinds of stuff. And I I got the, my first free download because I had bought Nick Ortner's book and it was, you know, ordered and you got free download with it. You got two if you ordered one, four if you ordered two. I said, Oh, I know I'm going to give that book away to one of my friends. (laughs) So I got four. So that evening I, I just stood by my computer. I had it at the dining room table and I just stood there. I thought, well, I'm just going to listen to this. It was called Evening Clearing and Evening Affirmation. So maybe all of 13 minutes or something. And I went through the process of following along with the tapping. I've really done very little of it. And it was so crazy how the words were so perfect. You know, I, what if I haven't done enough? Oh my gosh, I haven't done enough. And those kinds of things. And suddenly, tears just came flowing out of me like really not the sobbing type because you know truth be told (laughs) i cry easily but this was just like really waterworks coming and i felt this new emotion of guilt and i just kept going with repeating whatever she was saying in the audio and doing the tapping and i slept like a baby like a peaceful baby who sleeps all night (laughs) right and so the next morning I jumped up and I did the morning clearing affirmation one. I thought, this is amazing. And then my point about the money is the right then, like the next day or two, I get an email uh, that Nick's going to do this live webinar that night. And it's all about financial abundance or something, you know, security. I thought, well, I think I'm going to need that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. So you know again, i'm I'm home later after working and seeing my husband and all this. And I just uh, I'm gonna fix a little food and listen. So listening, i'm I'm just tapping along when they're doing some stuff and listening to people and they're taking random phone calls or people have written in. And a woman is on the phone. There's ten minutes left, and she, is telling Nick that she wants to know what to do because she's all about the law of attraction and abundance and doing everything you can uh, to be in that mindfulness. But her husband thinks she's crazy and that's a good relationship. She doesn't want to lose that. You know, what should she do? Mm -hmm. And he started to talk to her about herself and just said, well, you know, when you think about that, well, how do you feel? Where are you feeling it in your body? Which is what we teach people to do, get in your body. And she said, it's My chest is really tight, like I can't breathe. And he just uh, simply said, Well, do you remember the first time you felt that way? Mm-hmm. And without skipping a beep, she said, I was nine years old. Wow. He said, What happened? She said, I lost both my parents. I nearly fell out of my chair, of course. I thought, yeah. Whoa, yeah, I think I have trouble. And he just said, "Well, you know, there wouldn't be enough time in this webinar, or you know, even in the whole thing, to to really address this. You need to get to a practitioner who can be with you. You need some help." And she said, "I've already looked that up, and and I'm going to do that." But I said to myself, "Oh my goodness, yeah. how interesting!" And then I got to tell you, this was all about finances, right? All about money. The very next day, a check for fifteen hundred dollars was in my mail. And it was uh, something in escrow I didn't know about. And then the universe again, I get to my phone and there's a girl that had worked with my husband. She said, Sandy, I got to tell you, you're going to get a check in the mail. And I said, what? <laughs> she said, no, everyone who worked with him, we got a private secret Facebook group and we've all been donating and I'm going to send you a check for a thousand dollars. I couldn't talk about that for about six months because it just, my, I was so full from my heart. And people will think this is woo-woo stuff, but it is, as you said before, if you can be open to receiving, which is what we as women constantly give, give, giving, do, do, doing, yeah. have trouble receiving. And when I just allowed myself to listen and you know, not really knowing, mm-hmm. there's something to this. And that's when that all got started. And then I got that other one to meet Margaret and get into that whole vein as well. Mm-hmm it's powerful
0: it's powerful it's amazing and just for our listeners my intention for the podcast is to give you examples of women who have been through what you are going through Mm -hmm. and and allow you to listen to stories that show you that more is possible than you are giving yourself credit for right now yes yes and the way it happens to you may not be the way it happened to Sandy or to, to Donna or to Kim or to you know to other mm-hmm. people who have been on the podcast. But if you allow yourself to believe that there is a possibility, right? And, and in a certain sense that what I like to say often is that that you are held. That there is this, this loving force that is holding you and guiding mm-hmm. you in yeah. the world. And if you're able to find a way to relax into that trust, mm-hmm. that is the first step.
1: Yeah, we're all one. We are all there together, supporting each other. And sometimes that gets lost in the day-to-day life, you know, but where we are, if you if you know that, and that idea of overcoming circumstances, surrender, which is really a way to receive, and I, you know, I'll, I'll just end with one more thing because I discovered during the process of getting all the training and getting to advanced training, that um, my heart was broken yeah. and I realized it had broken open and I was ready to receive right when the gentleman in my life right now was ready to be in a relationship and started to be open to that. And he did a whole lot of stuff for the universe uh, here where I happen to be now to, uh, he didn't know who he was bringing in. Neither one of us, we had met each other years before and had been writing buddies and stuff and we didn't know. But when I was ready he, he was just getting ready to so it's kind of really really cool
0: amazing before we end i know that one of the things that you are doing to help women and primarily women but uh, anyone who needs it is one aspect of not wanting to step up and not wanting to shine is not wanting to be seen mm-hmm. right and you now are uh, launching Mm-hmm. a program which teaches women how to create their own videos,
1: yes. which is
0: the ultimate answer to fighting this fear of becoming visible.
1: Yes. So talk yes.
0: to us about that. Talk to us about how, where people can find you. Yes.
1: Okay. So I was called to do this and I resisted it because, you know, I left the beauty industry behind. I mean, I love it so much. I How could I leave it? Right. And first my partner and then my personal coaches were like, oh my gosh, you got to do it. You know, you're so good. You love it so much. You got to bring it together. So what I have done, you guys, is I've put together the three keys to conquering your camera phobia. So it's called the um, um, empowered confidence on camera. And it's the idea of bringing in your inner power, all the inner stuff that we've just been talking about, working with strengthening that and understanding how to talk to that inner critic and and make it an ally, those kinds of things. All the things that I have learned about being on camera, I've taken some courses and done some research and put that together, but in very, very simple, easy, I call it going for B-minus. And it's the idea of you know if you wait till you get perfect you're not no, and this is for us it's for mature modern mature women who know they need to be seen know they need to get out there if if they've got a business they're building or they want to make uh, more from what they're doing or they just want to look good on camera when they have to do Zoom meetings for instance they're in, in a corporate. Yeah. Or they want to look good on camera when they have Zoom meetings with their family because we can't see each other right now. I don't know about you guys, but we're still locked down. Yeah. And there is that. And I've had one more aspect of it too. Um, I'm meeting more and more women who they're ready to attract a new person into their life, a new partner, but they haven't had the courage to change their profile picture, Facebook, let alone do anything else. So it's a little bit of... of of the technical and a lot of the internal and then that third piece of course is my lifetime experience and expertise in face shapes and hair design and makeup Mm -hmm. and wardrobe and you learn something about lighting something about background and camera angle and how all of that comes together and it's it's pretty easy steps i've done 17 videos in there Wow. Uh, and there are uh, bonus audios, uh, tapping audios to go along with what comes up in there. Ton of stuff, PDFs, everything else. That, um, oh, and I'm a, I am was chosen last year to be a uh, product ambassador for Boom by Cindy Joseph. And they gave me a discount code, which is in one of the PDFs that goes along with that. So it's really cool. I've packed everything into it and it's self-directed. You just get it and go at your own pace with it. And some people might just want the hair and makeup and some might just want the technical. But There's all that inner stuff too that gives you a taste of tapping. Yeah. Um, and there's an up level to it as well where you can upgrade and get some one-on-one with me where we do a before and after kind of thing. Before, here's where you are. Let me help you with whatever you need. What are your challenges? And then after you've got yourself together, you, you're doing some stuff. And, um we'll look at that i created a interactive private facebook group for it too if people want to get in there and practice their video and their photos we do that so that's a lot <laughs> it's my website yeah sandyevenson.com we yeah, yeah. Real, and real, when real, you real. go there um yeah. there's right away a home page with just some introductory but you get to the next page of learning more and i have a video all about me and and what I've done. There's another video for the sales page for the course. If you just watch that video and look at the long list of what's in there, you'll get the gist there. There's a whole lot more on that website as well. You can learn about some group court group programs and one-on-one coaching.
0: Awesome. And for anyone who has listened through this podcast, there were moments in there where I had to really work not to not to cry. Uh, And I want to thank you again for just being, you know, having no, no boundaries in a certain sense and being completely open so that our listeners can take full advantage of your Mm -hmm. experience and your life. And uh, the link to Sandy's web page will be on in the podcast notes i've have, I've been having a little bit of trouble with the podcast page on my web website and i'm trying to figure it out but until mm-hmm. that gets worked out you'll be able to link yeah to
1: and you can find me on facebook and instagram and yeah there's links and there
0: so i just want to thank you again sandy this has been an amazing amazing conversation thank you god bless you for being I've
1: enjoy here. being here thank you
0: Hey there, it's Sri one last time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on Spotify. It really helps people find the show. Also, don't forget to go to my website, www.seethatadurga.com. I know that's a mouthful, but the URL is in the podcast description. And there you will be able to access the free three video course, in which I teach you different techniques to begin to show yourself that you are beginning to pay attention to you and learn to love yourself. Thanks again for listening and continue to live and learn to love the life that you are living. And most importantly, learn to love yourself because this is your time to shine.
1: Blessings.